0: around the stadium now he's digging deep the crowd is roaring their hero is coming on will it be a fairy tale now it is submitted for michael diamond oh. and there in the middle and the crowd erupts the win new world record this is a famous victory a magnificent performance we have just broken the american stranglehold on this race the it's lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is,
1: is, is, is... It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Welcome to Have A Go's special coverage of the Tokyo 2020 Games. My name is Dave Edwards, my co-host, my Olympic teammate, of course, is Dane Eldridge. Dane, happy Olympics to you, mate. How are you? Very well, mate, very well, and I can't believe we've actually made it. The bubble
2: Olympics are here. Uh, they didn't look real uh, real flash last year, did they, mate? But uh, we
1: finally made it, and it's all thanks to Relentless Capitalism. Relentless Capitalism. Love those capos. That's right. Um, <laughs> mate, so this is a special Olympic series. We're going to be running it over the next two weeks. Uh, we'll be providing a bit of a mix of content, so there'll be some daily wrap-ups, some event previews, but also some some special episodes on on, on great Olympic moments and heroes and villains, uh, as well as some special guests who will be sharing their own Olympic reflections. So there's a lot of content coming at you, thick and fast, over the next two weeks. So strap yourselves in uh, wherever you are in the world. Um, it's great to have you. And, mate, so basically, a lot of people thought these Olympics wouldn't happen. A lot of people were doubtful that it would be done, that it could be yep. done, it should be done. Yes. But um, but barring any last-minute decisions by the organisers, uh, the Olympics ceremony... Sorry, the opening ceremony, I should say... Uh, will be taking place this evening at 9pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Can you believe this is happening?
2: I certainly can't, mate. I certainly can't. I mean, there's just there's not much certainty in the, in the COVID world, is there? But the, um, the want and craving for money is one thing that remains solid throughout. And that's uh, what awaits us here with the Olympics, isn't it? It's, just a, it's a relentless money-making operation yep. mixed with a pandemic set against the backdrop of quirky Japanese culture. It's going to be an absolute content fest. And I don't know about you, mate, but I've got absolutely no idea what's going to happen. But I know one thing's for sure, that someone will commit cultural appropriation at some point. And um, yeah, yeah, luckily, Channel 7's keeping Brian Taylor back in Australia for the AFL. Otherwise, it could be coming earlier than later.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, Mate, I think it would be really funny, actually, if they'd cancelled it now as well. Like yeah. less than twenty four hours before the start of that is, but no, okay. Well, there's been a bit of a surge. Let's just call it off. That would be, that would yeah. be very, very funny. Um, but we're committed to the next two weeks, regardless of whether the Olympics happens or not. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you definitely. know, we need this. I think that we need this Olympics as a society. I mean, we talk, and you and I talk off air a lot about sport being a microcosm of society. And, you know, yep. it gives us hope. It yep. dares us to dream. It it gives our lives meaning. And it also just looks really good on television. (laughs) And, mate, I've already watched everything on Netflix. Uh, We're in lockdown. Half of Australia is in lockdown, and we need something to divert our attention, don't we?
2: Oh, bloody oath. And I mean, making things worse, like the AFL's on the fritz as well. So, you know, national morale is, is at absolute at the, down at the bootstraps at the moment. And, you know, we need a couple of PBs in the pool, uh, really, yeah. to get the morale back up. And, you know, thank God this thing's going ahead. I mean, look, it, you know, as we've discovered, there's already like, I think, 80 plus people in the village that are infected already. Yep. Um, you know, but the officials are telling us they're all false positives. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't worry. Everything's going ahead. And, and if anything really bad happens, uh, at least 100% of the IOC members are vaccinated. So that's, that's right, good. and that's the most yeah.
1: important thing. Should they all take their <laughs> diseases back to Switzerland, where they all live in tax exile? That's right. Um, I,
2: I believe they were fast tracked because they all enrolled at Joey's
1: uh, right, just before yep. the game started. So yeah, good for them, um, and uh, good for us. <laughs> uh, I mean, this couldn't. We, we're not a political podcast, and we won't get into the politics. So if you do start getting to politics, mate, I will have to pull you up. But this could not come <laughs> at a better time for Scott Morrison, could it? Um, um, Brisbane 2032, the distraction. You know, the bloke's been under the pump lately. He's back in his comfort zone now. He's supporting Australia. I imagine over the next two weeks, he'll be issuing congratulatory tweets to our athletes. It's just going to be a a nice nationalistic two weeks or so, isn't
2: it? It certainly is, mate. And and like we've just discussed, he's just been shortened up on Triple J uh, just before we've gone to air. So... I mean, there's no better way to um, put the lefties in their place than by popping on your custom-made uh, Lawn Bowls Australia shirt that you were given by <laughs> some bloke whose name he's probably forgotten and just, you know, pumping the fist in, in the name of PBs. Yeah, and, um, with an Australian flag is.
1: in the background and a, and a picture of Queen Elizabeth <laughs> on the mantelpiece, just, just visible in the that's screenshot. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, mate, so we're obviously very excited, but it seems that Japan the host city or well, the host nation, isn't quite as pumped as we are. Yep. And you've only got to read the national broadsheet, as I do, to know yep. that the Japanese citizens, they're not overly keen on these Olympics taking place. In fact, 83% of them, 83% of these blokes don't want the Games to go ahead, mate. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? That's that's Those are some big numbers. Yeah, well, 83 is pretty high, isn't it? Um, I mean, any which way you try and dice that
2: up, that's not good. Um, and look, I've also read that, you know, 10,000 volunteers have, have walked away already. 10,000. Right. I mean, uh, I mean they'll probably just backfill them with bots, but that's yeah. fine. And even like, you know, towns that have volunteered to, to billet athletes, to host athletes, are starting to withdraw their offers to have the athletes stay, which is amazing at this time. But I guess that's pretty natural when you look up our swimmers Airbnb rating. Um, yeah, it's, yeah probably, probably a good outcome, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Um, so the Japanese, I mean, they're not they're not the type of people to to kick up too much of a fuss. I mean, we don't want to make too many sweeping generalizations, but you yeah. know, they have. If let's say that this was happening in Australia in the middle of a pandemic, can you imagine that would be as accepting of you know ninety thousand people from all around the world just descending on our shores, um, spreading potentially COVID nineteen all over the shop? Would we? It would be be okay with it or is japan just have japan just being the good strong blokes that they need to be to make sure this event goes ahead
2: yeah no I, yeah i, I see your point it is about if it happened here i think i think it's most australians would be um okay to have uh, athletes in that situation if they were on christmas island probably yep. um but outside of that yeah i don't think it would be too well accepted
1: it's going to be a bit of a hit to the japanese economy i mean because usually pe- uh you know the reasons for hosting olympics are, are economic Yep. And you know they're the organisers are calculating the cost at fifteen point four billion, which is more than twice the initial estimates. Um, yep. And audits are suggesting that it's closer to twenty five billion, which will mean that these are going to be the most expensive Olympics on record by a good ten billion. Yeah, um, they're not getting any of the upsides, are they? No, it's a fuckload of fireworks, isn't
2: it? Anyway, you look at it. But I'm pretty sure I've just I've read some Japanese um, some law, and I think they can claim it all on tax. So. Um, <laughs> So I don't think it's all bad, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, the the fact that these are going ahead is incredible. I mean, there's only ever been three Olympics that have been cancelled, and that was in 1916, 1940, and 1944, and those were all due to wars. Yes. And the Olympic Charter, I mean, that, that, that stipulates the IOC should ensure the health of the athletes and promote safe sports. Yes. Are they doing that?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the IOC has, has come out and said they're taking the most stringent measures possible to ensure the, the safety of their athletes, and... One particular rule that they've put up that really fills me with, um, with, with safe, uh, you know, a safe, warm feeling is the fact that they'll still let athletes compete uh, if they're a close contact of someone right. with COVID, uh, if they can prove they've been wearing their mask at all times. So, yep. you know, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty <laughs> safe. I mean, I wouldn't worry about a test. Um, no. But if you've got a selfie of someone, you know, of yourself wearing a mask from, you know, sometime within the last 14 days and get out there and wrestle that other bloke from uh, France.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, let's not? have a look, mate. I mean, these games are going to be different. I mean, you've, you've made a couple of references there. I mean, we all remember Sydney 2000 so vividly. You know, people partying on the streets, drinking Bacardi rum, you know, yep. watching events on the big screen while Vanessa Amorossi blared out <laughs> over the harbourside loudspeakers. Like, it was a wonderful time. But Tokyo 2020 is being described as the first no-fun Olympics. Yes. Um, so spectators are going to be banned from 97% of competitions and yeah. they're going to be replaced with virtual cheering and a screen uh, at events for fans to send in selfies and messages <laughs> of support to athletes. So it'll be just like Sydney 2000, I imagine.
2: Yeah, I think it, like, um, it'll be just like Sydney 2000. I'm picturing Sydney's Olympic precinct, except for a Waratahs game. So, yeah, yeah. probably a little bit quieter. And, <laughs> and that's one thing, thinking about that. In the Easier of- for
1: networking, though.
2: Oh of course yeah yeah I mean you it know it's really be.
1: busy at a network yeah you, you want to have space to get around the room
2: yeah I mean look there, there'll be there won't be much in the way of glory but the number of mergers and acquisitions that go on will be uh, out of out of the park but um look you know so the, the lack of, of foot traffic around there is is going to be a concern and that's yeah. why I'm 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 thinking this Olympics is probably going to be the most difficult in history to seek asylum yeah yeah like and I've already heard a story about uh this is even before Um, You know, the the Olympics have kicked off and this is why this is the the content Olympics of all time, isn't it? That we've already had one Ugandan weightlifter who's already given up trying, seeking asylum. So he's already fled the village, left a note saying that he's he's had enough and he wants to seek a better life. And then he's just come back two days later and said, no, fuck that. Um, I'll go (laughs) back to war-torn Uganda. Uh, There's a shitload of COVID here and I can't speak the language. So,
1: uh, you know, like
2: uh, it's going to be very difficult.
1: Yeah, that's, diff- that's that's disappointing uh, for anyone who was hoping to seek asylum uh, in Japan this time around. Uh, mate, so it's it's going to be a bit different in the village as well. I mean, mm. the, the Olympic village is, is something that's almost um, folklore, really. How, how yes. What a wonderful time the athletes get to have. But, you know, I've been reading a few notes. Athletes have actually been asked to dine alone uh, when yep. they're having their meals and, and yep. maintain social distancing from each other. Yes. And in fact, our athletes are only being given 10 minutes to scoff their food down and get the fuck out. Like, is this is this going to impact our performance? I mean, I, I, we can't have our athletes forced to wolf down these meals in, in 10 minutes. They need, they need time to savour each mouthful while engaged in uplifting conversation, you know, networking and basking in that team environment.
2: Is yeah, this going well, to hurt us on the field? Oh, bloody yeah. Like, I mean, you know, if one of our swimmers gets done by two hundredths of a second because of fucking indigestion, I'm going to blow up you know what i mean and like and as well like you just going back to what you're saying about the legendary the myth yeah. and the, the legend of the 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 um the athletes village and the the amount of um uh you know uh, uh inter inter country uh, uh relations i guess you could say that, and the condoms that they hand out oh uh, yeah yes it's 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 taken on legend status over the years hasn't it yeah. mate and uh, you know that's going to really uh covid's going to really put a dent in that those activities because as we all know mate there's only um two mammals that make love for, pl- for pleasure that aren't human and that's dolphins and athletes with an open bar and uh <laughs> keeping those two apart is going to be quite the task
1: well it is always a big talking point isn't it the the number of condoms uh when it comes to <laughs> the olympics and and i do believe that organizers actually are still going to give away one hundred and fifty thousand condoms but only when the athletes check out oh okay so that's <laughs> <laughs> by the time people get back from quarantine on the other side they'll already be expired those <laughs> condoms, completely useless i wouldn't be able to fit them on the carry-on bag anyway um spe- staying on the same theme i mean they've they've even gone as far to institute anti-sex beds in the village mm. um mm. and i know this was an urban myth but we'll just we'll just pretend that it was true there was yep. a story going around that the beds in the olympic village were actually made out of cardboard and only able to support the weight of one person Yes. Um, which is a very novel way of addressing um, <laughs> people having sex because o- people only ever have sex on a bed. I mean, that's a proven fact about the human race.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, it's foolproof, isn't it? Um, yeah, in fact, I'd say outlaw all flat surfaces at Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry to the gymnasts. Um, that's that
1: competition <laughs> gone. Too much sex. So the, it's not just the athletes that are affected, mate. So the actual broadcast coverage... Um, at the Tokyo Games, it's going to be a little bit different as well. I mean, the journalists have been instructed not to walk or talk to anyone. I mean, yeah. that's that's. I mean, Danny Widler would struggle. I mean, how how is this going to <laughs> affect our journalists covering the biggest event in the world?
2: Well, it's going to affect the large majority, but I mean, even without walking or talking, they're still probably going to be doing more research than the Telegraph League reporters. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't think it will impact everyone. But yeah, no, it's a it's a massive, it's a it's a real huge uh, hit to the to the industry, isn't it, mate?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's a rule that should stay in place after the Olympics. I mean, journalists are always asking too many questions. I mean, yeah. talking to too many people. I mean, we should take away their Twitter blue checks while we're at it. I reckon. Oh, yeah. Get rid of the blue ticks. <laughs> So Channel no. 7 are over there, mate. They're our host broadcaster here in Australia, but they're all in a bubble. Yep. And so they won't be able to enjoy the usual junket that yep. these, these these privileged elites uh, gain access to. You know, <laughs> they'll be reluctantly covering the world's biggest event yep. and then just going back to, you know, to sleep in a service department. Just yeah. reminds me of many of my own sad, soulless business trips to Asia.
2: Yeah, yeah, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Sleeping in a chest of drawers, I believe, mate. Just pure business. Yeah, it's going to be a shame to that that we've completely ruled out any chance of um, you know Hamish McLaughlin waking up naked in a sushi train. Um, Yeah, and I think the Olympics are worse for it.
1: (laughs) Immaculate hair, though, not not a strand out of place. Oh, it's
2: just he's a McLaughlin. What more do you need to say? (laughs) The hottest product of this summer for men. <laughs> Les Stallions. Le Stallion.
1: <laughs> Put it on. Wear it.
0: Beautiful. Feel good. <sighs> Les Stallion. Le Le
2: Stallion. Le Stallion.
1: Unofficial tinier cream
2: of the Tokyo
1: Olympics. Looking for a job and don't know where to start? We're the experts in false hope. Over 150,000 new jobs are posted on our website each week and some of them are even real. Our algorithm is specifically designed to spit out completely unrelated jobs to the one you're searching for. 87% of the time the job you're applying for has already been filled with those companies simply adhering to a legal requirement the position be advertised publicly. We'll send you a demoralising automated email to let you know that 2400 other people applied for the one you just sent off honestly you'd be better off walking into the building and asking the boss for a job just like your grandpa did before going on to work for that same company for the next 50 years of his life except you can't even do that because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic bleak.com because if you're on our website you're fucking cooked it's all about a fair go for those who have a go i
0: suppose there's a tiny ray of hope That I may one day be given the privilege of playing for my country again. I am resigned to the fact that that may never happen.
1: So they're going to be pretty safe games though. I mean, I mean, everyone and I often and yourself talk about how great Sydney 2000 was, mm. but it's a little known fact about Sydney 2000 that chlamydia went through the roof during that two week <laughs> period, which put a huge strain on local GPs having to write prescriptions in the aftermath. But, you know, Tokyo yeah. is going to be pretty safe in comparison. I mean, COVID aside, let's just sweep that under the rug for now. This yep. should be pretty safe.
2: Yeah, I reckon it will be. I mean, they're taking a lot of precautions. And at the end of the day, the Olympics are an essential service, mate. <laughs> uh, you, know, fu- you know, food, um, fuel and staging a critically profitable global event. I'm pretty sure it's in yep. Gladys' uh, uh, press release every day, isn't <laughs> it? But there's no doubt they're taking the necessary precautions, um, you know, yeah. uh, PPE, masks. I even think that there's not going to be any um, medals handed out. I think they'll be replaced by non- non-fungible tokens. Yeah. So basically when you, the medal ceremonies will just be a presentation to your inbox. Yeah. So NFTs are pretty fucking hot right now. So I mean, (laughs) that's, that's a great form of
1: currency. I mean, mate, there's already been, I mean, we're we're not even at the start of the Olympics. There's already been a lot of controversy for Team Australia, Mm. the bad boys and girls of Team Australia. Um, I'll go through, we'll go through a couple of them. Let's, let's just bring everyone up to speed with what the Aussies have been up to lately. So first things first an Australian equestrian athlete, was involved in a drug scandal. So Jamie mm. Kermond, who was going to make his Olympics debut at 36, mate, yep. he's out of the Olympics now for a, bo- a positive cocaine test. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on that, mate? He was on the nose beers, about yep. to ride a horse, gone.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> if there's one sport that's going to be diving into the old Colombian marching powder, it's the equestrian riders, isn't it? I mean, they look pretty straight, laced, button-down kind of kind of folk, but... Uh, who can tell me that you're not going to rail one up in the stables after a big day on the back of your horse? So um,
1: <laughs> don't tell me that's hay fever.
2: <laughs> it's the hay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So a big uh, shame, and I've also read that the team, uh, his team uh, of three, so he rides with two other, yep. other riders. By um, him being ruled out, it's uh, pretty much fuck their Olympics as well. So um, yeah, well, he so, was going to be
1: the young, brash, provocative equestrian of the team, wasn't he? At the young age of thirty six. Yeah, I mean, I how mean, old's Andrew Hoy?
2: Yeah, well, I think Andrew 84. Yeah, I think he's got a bloody um, pensioner concession card, I'm pretty sure, yeah. but yeah, no, this oh, young... let's just guy, write it
1: off, you know, he's young, he's 36, you know, it happens.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a societal <laughs> problem, mate. That's yeah. what it is.
1: So Liz Cambage as well is out. Um, so probably the, the highest profile Opals basketballer. So she got into an altercation in a practice session uh, against Nigeria. And so she's ruled herself out now on mental health grounds and a lot of rumours... Yep. floating around about what she allegedly said to kick this off and yep. you know according to andrew Bogart, they were words you wouldn't dare repeat they were horrendous oh okay. Um, so i mean andrew Bogart is now apparently a journalist i mean obviously they have had a weird <laughs> digital feud going on so i'm not so sure how credible his hearsay is but you know a big loss for the opals leading into the olympics
2: yeah, certainly, mate. Uh, one of the bigger names. But uh, to the girl's credit, as soon as she was ruled out, we actually just went and risolded the Yanks uh,
1: straight after that. So, um, you know, it looks like we've moved on already. <laughs> and, and speaking of COVID, I mean, our top tennis hope, Alex Dimon- Dimonor, uh, has got COVID. He's out. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. It's pretty blasé, isn't it? Just to yeah. go out
2: with COVID, um, you know, maybe maybe double down next time, COVID and an STD perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, he, he's one of the nicer tennis boys. So um, uh, we'll take it as read and um, best of luck to you, Alex. And um, yeah, uh, all the best mates and a rest up.
1: Yeah, and there's been a few athletes that just didn't fancy it. So Ben Simmons, of course, just didn't didn't fancy it. So, so there's yeah. been a little bit going on with Team Australia over the last week or so. Um, mm. But we're here now. We're very excited. Uh, we're very excited to compete. And in fact, we've already been competing, mate. There's a few games that have already taken place. You yep. might not know about it. They've been flying under the radar. So the female softball team uh, was actually dominated by Japan. Uh, in fact, the mercy rule was yep. invoked in that game. But you know, still, it's good to be out there, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: Mercy rule. Good start to the campaign. Uh, Can you go into the minuses on the medal tally? Uh, Because I think we might have there, but um, you know, at least uh, at least they tried, and uh, apparently they've got an excellent record of meddling at every Olympics they've been in. So it's uh, a big record
1: that you are jeopardizing their girls. So uh, pick your game up. Speaking of the girls, so the Matildas, so the, the 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 women's soccer team, they defeated New Zealand in the opening round. So obviously a huge signal to Ardern's New Zealand that we won't stand here while you lecture us on global issues. We're still better than you at the world game. <laughs> right. um, mate, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the Matildas actually posed with the Aboriginal flag before their game. Yep. Um, and obviously not to be outdone, the, the Kiwis dropped to one knee to yep. stand against racism before kickoff. Yep. Um, so we, we thought we know. had them there. We <laughs> thought we had them, but then the Kiwis came in and just one up us again at the last hurdle, didn't they? I just, we can't, they, we can't beat these, these guys
2: just won't stop, will they? No, they can't. I mean, yeah, we, we take the flag out and one takes a knee or we'll take two knees or we'll, I'll just <laughs> dig a hole and go underground. They're just always one upping us, aren't they? <laughs> you um, have I think, all my
1: fucking iron ore, I don't care.
2: Well, that's what I was just going to say, mate. Well, I think we need to instruct the girls to take the field with pockets of uranium, maybe, and yeah. just, you know, next time that happens, just how, uh, you know, uh, take it out <laughs> like the referee's brandishing a card because yeah. that's all we've got over these bastards now, yeah Yeah.
1: So, mate, on the Aboriginal flag thing, so there were actually, predictably, some angry viewers out there, you know, saying, we're all Australians, why not pose with the Australian flag? And then, of course, there were people on social media saying they didn't go far enough because they didn't drop their knee to standing. against racism like the Kiwis did. Mm. It's fucking hard to find that balance where everyone's happy, isn't it?
2: It is. I mean, the fucking Olympics haven't even started yet. We're already having these conversations. I mean, it's just, you know, the drip accounts versus the Aussie flag accounts, isn't yeah. it? There's no middle ground. <laughs> yeah. That's all we're that's all we're fighting at the moment and look, you know, there is a middle ground there somewhere and and we're going to be debating it hotly throughout these Olympics, And I I don't know if we're going to find the, find a, an answer that we can all agree on. Yeah. Um but bring on the competition mate because
1: <laughs> we'll kick around some ideas on how to solve racism through sport uh throughout the series, I'm sure. Yeah, for um, sure. Um mate, let's wrap things up. So, the big announcement uh, in the last 24 hours is of course Brisbane 2032. Uh, Thursday night Brisbane was awarded the uh, 2032 Olympic Games. There was a bit of political debate in the lead-up around whether the Queensland Premier, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk, should actually even go over, Mm. given what's happening back home. But she was warned, basically, that you have to turn up, you have to front up in Tokyo, and you've got to press the case for the Brisbane Olympics. And according to The Australian, uh, the IOC members take great stock in diplomatic appearances, and there was a small risk that the yep. IOC members may postpone a vote on the Brisbane pitch if she didn't front up. Yeah, I just like the IOC as like boomer CEOs who are sceptical about remote working and just <laughs> <laughs> they just need their employees to physically turn up to the workplace five days a week, otherwise they're not working
2: yeah that's right yeah we're face-to-face meetings are nothing um yeah I, I, none of this Skype bullshit yeah it's funny isn't it? it's also kind of like um yeah, like that um that angsty dad who's just trying to urge his, his son to go see your grandmother you know what I mean yeah. like she, even though she's got dementia she don't won't know you they just go it'll be good yeah boots you know? on ground bricks yeah, and mortar right. the optics <laughs> will be good Getting her eye line you know what I mean but Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're they're still stuck behind, aren't they, the (laughs) RAC?
1: So, um, in the end, though, Scott Morrison's PowerPoint presentation, I think, brought it home. (laughs) I mean, how good is that? And, And how good for him to just jump on the crest of that little wave and just ride it home and claim some brownie points. How good? It was it was pretty
2: good, and you know I wouldn't put it past the big fella to have just pre-recorded that footage as well. Like he's probably just um, dumped that down the line from f- four o'clock the savo at, at Smoko. But but I was more I was more, um, I was more uh, underwhelmed, or I guess, or, or amazed, sorry, by the underwhelming reaction to the announcement it was there was mm. had no sydney 2000 vibes no. whatsoever was there there was no crowd there there was like a staged reaction and then there was like white blokes motioning to hug each other and then remembering it was COVID, and so that elbow <laughs> tapping it kind of reminded me of that bill gates video when he launched windows 95 95 launch yeah. yeah yeah it was just like fuck i don't know what we're doing out here just move your fucking body around you know yeah. what i mean just a, just a
1: white bloats contorting on a stage uh, over a software launch that, yeah. that's a great analogy um I mean it's it's interesting now because obviously we've got the games now John Coates who will get many mentions in this in this series <laughs> so he's forcing Anastasia to attend the opening ceremony and I'm not yeah. sure if you caught this but he basically explained uh, in a live press conference to her that you know she must attend this the optics are mm. so vital I mean mm. he would have been pre- feeling pretty red hot after securing the games for queensland do you just wanted to flex that power a bit? Yeah, he did. And he,
2: he, he predictably came out in the aftermath and said, you know, I've, I've spoke to Anastasia after and We had a drink and everything's fine. I've been taken out of context. Yeah. And I, and I thought about it and I thought, you know what, when I think about those words, he, he probably has been taken out of context, yeah. you know, like pretty much the same way that, you know, like Eddie Obeid was taken out of context <laughs> um, when he was selling all those dodgy water licenses, you know, everything, yeah. everyone has good intentions. So, you know, all power to Coatsy. <laughs> let's, um, let's just give him a bit of a break um, he was just trying to explain how the Olympics works yeah. to to a, to a, a layperson. Okay, yeah. and let's see it for what it is.
1: I mean, there's just nothing that breeds confidence and contempt like absolute unchallenged power. Is there? <laughs> it's just the best. So speaking right. of like... Um, so yeah... Let's go out. Why don't we go out on a clip from that press conference? So we'll take this one from the ABC. So I'm sure it was carefully edited uh, (laughs) by them. But, you know, let's leave you with this. This is Coatsy. And we will be in your podcast feed tomorrow with a new episode ahead of day
0: one of the Tokyo 2020 Games. You are going to the opening ceremony. I'm still the deputy chair of the Canada Leadership Group. (laughs) And so far as I understand, that um, there will be an opening and a closing ceremony in 2032. And all of you have got to get along there and understand the, um, the traditional parts of that, uh, what's involved in an opening ceremony. So no, none of you are staying behind and hiding in your rooms, all right? I don't want to offend anybody, so... <laughs> Ever been to an opening ceremony in Living Games, have you? You don't know the protocols? Um, I think it's part of the le- It's a very important lesson for everyone here. The um, opening ceremonies cost in the order of... 75 million to 100 million dollars it's a major um major exercise for any organizing committee it um, puts the stamp on the games it's very important to the broadcasts that follow and i think it's um my very strong recommendation is the premier and the lord mayor and the minister be there and understand it